everybody, and welcome to That's Life, where it is two days after the craziest, nastiest, and most contentious election in American history. And look, what I predicted happened, would happen, actually happened. The Republic continues to stand. God bless America. Good morning, folks. Thanks for listening. I'm Miriam L. Wallach, blogger, writer, general manager here at the Nachum Siegel Network. You can find me here right after Allison and right before the live lunch, coming to you from the home of the Nachum Siegel Network on the beautiful Lower East Side. Shout out to Yoni, who's behind the board today. What's up, Yoni? Morning. How are you? Thank God. Doing well. Yeah, you survived the election? I'd say so. You look okay. It was, oh my gosh, it was crazy. I haven't stayed up that long. I don't even think I stayed up that late in college. I saw numbers (laughs) that, you know what it is? Since I had newborns. That's what I realized. Since I had newborns who didn't sleep through the night and would see like 1.30, 2 o'clock, that's what it was like. Wouldn't know. Yeah, Mm -hmm. you wouldn't know. But did you stay up that late in college? Yeah. Do you stay up that late now? Yeah. Okay. Sometimes. I try I, to, I mean, I got to get to work early here, you know? So. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. So people who stay up till I don't even know what time, I, I don't get it. Right. But whatever. Let's do a fortune because as Yoni correctly pointed out, America needs a fortune cookie today. Someone you care about seeks rec- reconciliation. I was hoping for something better. Yeah, me too. Should we try the other one? <laughs> I put um, it in the drawer. You did put it in the drawer. All right. Yeah. So then that's it. This one stands. This one stands. Someone you care about seeks reconciliation. Wow. I chose the wrong one. Yeah, that was rough. That was disappointing. Follow us on Twitter, Nachum Siegel Net, all one word. Miriam L. Wallach, also all one word. Yoni, do you know what the national holiday is? And I really can't take up too much time because our guests are lined up and it's a packed show. But today, do you know what today is? Is it something food related? Uh, no, it's Sesame Street Day. Hmm. I almost changed the theme song today to the Sesame Street theme song. But um, but I decided against it. But isn't that great? Sesame I'm not holding Street? so much in that. Okay, okay. <laughs> I, I don't. I mean, I can't talk now. How is that possible? I don't know. I just never really grew up with it. So now you're making me sound like I'm a hundred. You know, the Sesame Street is still on. No, no, no. My friends grew up with it. I just didn't really watch it. So you didn't much. take to the Muppets. Exactly. Why is that? I don't know. You don't like Kermit? Uh, maybe my parents don't like Kermit. I don't know. Wow, that's rough. Snuffleupagus, Big um, Bird. It, I, I don't. Think Anybody I ever call you Big Bird? No. All right. Well, this conversation is going to end here then. All right. Well, you're listening to That's Life here at the Nachum Siegel Network. And I am joined, actually, by a returning guest. It's Rabbi Chief Rabbi Warren Goldstein. He is the current Chief Rabbi of South Africa and the founder of the Shabbat Project. In his 10 years in office, he has launched and led a number of revolutionary initiatives that have changed the landscape of both his own community and, indeed, world jury. And as we know... With all of the Chalabake events that are going on in the New York, New Jersey, and I should say the global Jewish community, the Shabbat Project Shabbos is this Shabbat, Parshat Lechacha, and we welcome Rabbi Goldstein to the air. Good morning. Hi, good morning. Great to speak to you and your listeners. Thank you, and thank you for joining me. And I know that you have a Chalabake coming up any minute, correct? Yes, I'm, I'm speaking to you from Cape Town, which is, uh, as you may know, it's a beautiful city on the coast of South Africa. Uh, the first of the Chalabakes in South Africa begins tonight in Cape Town, tomorrow night in Johannesburg. Uh, but it's really all around the world. Of course, remembering that uh, the Chalabakes are really the introduction to the main Shabbat experience, which is what the Shabbat project is all about. So let's talk about that Shabbat experience. What is it? What does it offer, I should say, for both the people who have been observing Shabbos their whole life and for the people who are you know, stepping in for the first time? I think, firstly, it's an act of unity. The fact that everyone will be participating together brings the Jewish world together at a time of, uh, uh, where, where it's so special to come together in a spirit of unity, unity that we, we choose, not unity which is forced on us by 
by others and by, by the hatred of others, but rather that we choose because we're proud to be Jewish and proud of our heritage. So that's, that's one aspect of it, which is just a statement of unity. The other, of course, is that uh, Shabbat has such a powerful message for modern-day life uh, that, that people feel so fragmented and distracted and that families don't have the time together. The interesting thing, I visited a number of schools and I spoke to the children there and I asked them what is their favorite aspect of uh, Shabbat and all of the children, one of the most popular answers that came up was the answer that it gives them a chance to spend time with their family. Right, right. I, it's um, it's certainly it's certainly a a, a, bre- a Shabbos is a breath of fresh air, not only for for the crazy lives that we all live, but also just the ability to turn off the responsibility to turn off everything. It is the most welcome feeling to know that even though candlelighting has gotten earlier and there is that additional pressure of the clock ticking, I know that for 25 hours, I my world is silent. It's me and my family and my community, and that's it. And I think it's for that reason, because Shabbat has got such a compelling message for today's age, and also because of the deep desire for real Jewish unity, that the project has taken off. And it began in South Africa in 2013, uh, but since then, it spread to the world. In 2014, it was in 465 cities. Last year, it was in you know just over 900 cities, and this year, it's in more than a thousand cities, wow. 90 countries, uh, spe- people speaking 10 different languages across the project. And I, I think that I even just got an email just two days ago from from a Jew in Pakistan who's uh, who's keeping who's keeping this, this Shabbos. And so it, it's an amazing thing how it's rallied Jews all around the world. And I think it's because there's a real deep need for Jewish unity and for the compelling uh, ideas of what uh, Shabbos has to offer the modern modern life. No, I, I completely agree with you. And truthfully, off of the heels of the craziest election in United States history, there is obviously a call for unity in the United States and a call for putting apart, putting aside partisan issues and just coming together. I wonder how fortuitous it really is that you know, different rabbis across the United States are going to get up on their pulpits on Shabbos and talk about the Shabbos project, talk about unity, and talk uh, and just have that overarching kind of vision or need based upon the divisiveness that's going on here. Yes, I think uh, for, um, for sure, you know, everything is in the hands of Hashem, yeah. all planning. <laughs> Ultimately, you know, he's a great planner. So it can't be a coincidence that the, the this year's Shabbos project is the very first Shabbos after the American elections. I think that American jury needs a Shabbos. Yes. That's actually what at the moment it's like a doctor's orders to have a, a peaceful and restful Shabbat, uh, but really about unity. As you say, it's been such a time of divisiveness, and uh, the message of the uh, Shabbat project is a message of unity, and, and as you say, the timing couldn't be more perfect from that point of view. No, I agree with you. I actually think that maybe you should look at the calendar every year and figure out when our elections are and, you know, just just circle <laughs> circle it on your calendar and make sure to put it in play because we may need this as the as the years go on. You're listening to That's Life here at the Nachum Siegel Network. Chief Rabbi Warren Goldstein, the current Chief Rabbi of South Africa and the founder of the Shabbat Project, joins us today. The Chalabakes are probably the most popular... De- outward or public or community-wide demonstration of the Shabbat project. But what are other people doing, whether it's smaller or just an alternative to the Chalabek that is allowing a different kind of participation? Well, I think that, that firstly the main experience is the Shabbat experience itself. 
But obviously, that can't be photographed. So what ends up getting into the photographs is the uh, is the color bake. So they're, they're the most profile, exp- high profile expression of the Shabbos project, and very important because it shows the power of Jewish women to come together and the importance of uh, of, of uh, the, the the power of nurturing the spirit of Shabbat in in, in Jewish homes around the world. Uh, but really, the, the Shabbos experience itself, people are experiencing in all different ways. Uh, there's obviously, it's a, you know, so many people will be keeping Shabbat for the very first time in their lives, walking to, to shul, turning off phones, turning off television sets, and, and that's such an important dimension of the experience and expression of the Shabbos project. And also, there will be so many um, Shabbat events. For example, across the city of Tel Aviv, there are going to be more than 30 major events through, uh, throughout the weekend of, of the Shabbos project. And right throughout Israel, in Ashdod and Ashkelon and Netanya and Yerushalayim and Tzvat uh, and Eilat, and right across the, the length and breadth of Israel, there are going to be amazing events, which are Shabbos events, Shabbos dinners. I just heard about um, a beautiful event in a, in a neighborhood in Israel called Reut, um, where the, the religious and secular parts of that neighborhood are coming together for an Oinek Shabbos, mm. where they will be singing and, and, and sharing after, after Friday night dinner. And right across the United States, the length and breadth of the United States, there are more than 400 cities and towns across the United States which are participating in, in this year's Shabbos project. So it's, uh, the, the United States is such an important part of this global project. Wow, that's incredible. You mentioned a minute ago that you had received an email from somebody in Pakistan who was keeping Shabbat for the first time. What unusual cities are added to the uh, participant lists for this year, 2016? Okay, so one's very interesting, which one I'd never heard of, a place called Guadalupe in the French Caribbean. There's a Jewish community there. Uh, Lima, Peru in, um, in, in, in Kenya, in, in Africa, um, and, and uh, Honolulu. There's a, um, a Shabbos project happening. So these are some of the newer places that have been added this year. And uh, you remember last year that there was a whole group that kept Shabbat on Mount Kilimanjaro. They were right. they were hiking and they took the, the Shabbat, you know, to stop and to rest and to keep Shabbat on the mountain. That is, yeah, I remember that last year. And of course, my reaction was, what are they doing there in the first place? But for people who are hikers and are <laughs> adventurers, I completely, I, I, I appreciate it. But for, to stop for Shabbos uh, in that location is quite, quite Remarkable. I, 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 I want to commend you, obviously, not only on this endeavor and this, this idea, but also the, the passion with which you speak about it. We should never doubt that one person and one person's ideas can make such a huge difference. Yeah, you know what I think it's about? It's about uh, optimism. We need to have faith in uh, in, in, in Shabbat and faith in our Torah, which, which, uh, which God gave us, but also to have faith in the Jewish people in Am Yisrael, that, that Jews have remarkable capacity to reach out to one another, to, to connect to our shared heritage. And uh, a faith and optimism are such an important part of life, an important part of uh, ensuring that we have a dynamic Jewish future ahead of us. Well, I agree. I... I agree with you completely. And one last thing I just want to mention is something I was not aware of in previous years. There is something called the Shabbat Project Manifesto. It is eight points about, um, you know, that are basically your tenets of the Shabbat Project. Tell me how that evolved. Well, you know, the, the idea of the, the Shabbat Project, it, 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 it's an idea. It's about rallying people around the idea of, 
of Shabbos. So we wanted to try and, you know, make that as clear as possible and to crystallize it. And I think that's, well, you know, an important part and one a- aspect of, of, the, uh, of the Shabbos project is inspiration. Another important part is education. And, you know, there's, there's a lot of, on our website, uh, you know, the, the, the ShabbatProject.com, you'll find, you know, so much material which is both inspirational and also educational, as well as personal testimonies of people sharing what it means to them to, um, you know, to keep Shabbat for the very first time. I've, you know, I've got an email from a woman, um, and, you know, she's given permission for me to mention her name, Lana Wilder, in Scottsdale, Arizona, where she, in 2014 she attended her very first Chalabek, and she was so uh, inspired by that that she, saw, she kept that Shabbat and has been keeping Shabbat ever since. And mm-hmm. her and her husband have gone on a journey to the point where he's actually entered into a conversion program, and his conversion goes through in the next two weeks. So it's, it's, it's transformed that family's life, and, and that's really what, what this is about. It's about stories of personal trans- transformation and personal inspiration. That's an incredible story. That That's, I mean, I, I'm completely blown away. By the way, does anyone ever sarcastically, you know, wink at you and say, wow, this came up in South Africa, like it was a South African initiative from the Jewish people there that they sparked this whole revolution with Shabbos? Yeah, well, you know, it's... Uh, all, all interest, all projects, you know, have interesting beginnings, and I think the fact that it began in South Africa is is interesting, and it, it tells its own story. The, the Jewish community in South Africa is a very special Jewish community, um, and uh, and and like all Jewish communities all around the world, and you know, we just had the, the great merit to for the project to start in um, in South Africa, where people embraced it so warmly in 2013, and then it just spread around the world. So it's been, it's been just a remarkable, remarkable journey. Wow, Rabbi, Rabbi Dr. Warren Goldstein, the current chief rabbi of South Africa, the founder of the Shabbat Project. I thank you so much. For people who want more information, they can go to your website? Go to the website, look on Facebook. Uh, I can tell you that the reach on Facebook at the moment, in terms of uh, the, the, the combined posts of what, what has been reached around the world, is, is more than 10 million people wow. have been reached with the, the Shabbat Project Facebook posts. So uh, Facebook and the social media have been a very important part of uh, communicating with the Jewish world. And it's the ShabbatProject.org? Uh, yes, ShabbatProject.org.com, the Shabbos Project. You know, we, we actually <laughs> use it interchangeably, Shabbat, Shabbos, because we basically say doesn't matter how you pronounce it, it's the same thing. And that's a statement of, you know, about Jewish unity. That's great. I love that. Rabbi Goldstein, thank you very much. Kol Tuv to you, and enjoy your holiday. And thank you again. Hey, God bless. Thank you so much. You've been listening to That's Life here at the Nahum Siegel Network. What an unbelievable story. That was, that was great. Our own Naomi Nachman joins us now by phone. She has her own holiday, but Naomi has a different twist on it. Good morning, Naomi. Hi, Miriam. How are you? Thank you so much for joining me. I am well. A good Erev, Erev Shabbos to you. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. It's crazy. I can't believe it's this week. Shabbos Project. Yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty wild. Um, and it's very exciting. And we're, we are specifically very excited about your contribution in terms of the Chalabake. And I thank you for that initiative. Tell everybody what you've done this week for your holiday that is completely different from what other people are doing. Okay, so um, hope that you can hear me. I'm actually in the car. I can hear you um, fine. Okay, terrific. Okay, so um, 
I did for Table for Two for my show on, on the Nakam Signal Network. Hold on. I'm just actually going to pull over because safety first, everyone. Absolutely. Okay. Safety first. Okay. So I'm just pulling over. Um, okay. So what we did was we grabbed a bunch of like serious color bakers and one amazing Robertson, Honey Wallowick. And she actually came. We all did like a home edition table for two at my house. So I invited Honey Wallowick um, to share some insights on what challah baking is, why it's a mitzvah, some of the halachot that are involved with challah baking, why it's such a beautiful mitzvah to do and to be part of. And then I also invited some of my foodie friends, so Shannon Sana, who's an expert in challah making and challah baking and challah filling. She makes crazy toppings with us on the show, and she shows us really cool braiding. I invited Melinda Strauss from Kitchen Tested and Esty Berkowitz from Kosher Feast, and we all literally baked challah together. We did the ingredients, we, we gave out the recipe, and it's actually going to be on the um, Nachum Siegel website, um, hopefully uh, by this afternoon. Um, <laughs> and we want people to bake challah with us on Friday morning. Besides, besides like people like attending the challah bakes, some people like are not in a neighborhood where they have a big challah bake going on. I know, I believe there's over a thousand challah bakes going on. Wow. I, I, I don't um, I don't know the number, but it's but it's, it, it's very high. Right. That's, that's what um different numbers I've heard um from you know Sydney, Australia, Hong Kong, Uruguay, Paraguay, like Woodmere. I'm actually doing one um tonight um for a lot um for sorry I'm actually doing one this afternoon. I'm I'm backtracking a little bit, but Wednesday night I did one for Yachad for the inclusion halibut so um. People with special needs. We did a special one for them at the OU office, which was an incredible experience. So cool. Um, and 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 Thursday or today we've got um, one for mums on a mitzvah as well in in Brooklyn. So it's absolutely incredible to be involved. I know there's a huge one in Long Island tonight as well. So like there are so many things going on. But if you can't attend one, you can actually, or you've or you've attended one, and you want to make one in your house, and you want to bake along with me, and you can watch us on our Nachum Siegel Network channel on YouTube anytime or, or on the archives or on nachumsegel.com. Friday morning at 9 o'clock, you can bake challah with me. People always say they cook while they listen to Table for Two. <laughs> now you can bake challah for Shabbos Project with us. So we're getting out the recipe and all the ingredients in advance to make sure that everyone's prepped at home so that when you, air the, when you are on the air at 9 a.m. tomorrow morning, Everyone is doing some doing their part along with you. Right. And there are seven ingredients which Honey Rebetson, Honey Wallowick, Chabad Rebetson of the Five Towns um, talks about each of the seven ingredients and why seven is such a special number. But everyone should get themselves some oil, eggs, yeast, flour, sugar, and water. And then we'll be able to bake color together. You know, so if you've got those ingredients at home, you're going to bake a beautiful challah with me tomorrow morning. You know, it's so funny because I, as you know, I'm also a challah baker and I have yeah. eight, I have eight ingredients. I add honey as well. And Ooh. yeah, and and I, while I am not the, the most spiritual person on the planet, I happen to particularly love the number eight, number one, because there are eight members of my family, but also Aww. because I know, isn't that, it's a little gitchy, but I like it. Um, <laughs> but the other reason is because the eighth day, eight is a, is a, is a 
coming up to Parshas Lechacha, eight is such a symbolic and important day for Judaism because it's the day that a baby gets a baby boy has his bris. Right. It's the it's the it's the moment where our connection to Hashem is me'al hateva. It is it is greater than nature. So we are connecting spiritually on the eighth day. The baby boy is connecting spiritually on the eighth day. Avram Avinu gets his bris mila at the end of Lechacha. So I like this whole eighth kind of connection in that I am connecting through my challah on some kind of a spiritual level because the only person who's getting anything out of this is me. I'm enjoying it. Right. I'm loving right. it. And honey is such an important ingredient in our um, Jewish life. Right. The apples on honey on, on Pesach, on, on, sorry, on Rosh Hashanah. Right. We have Eretz Abad So... You know, honey is a very important ingredient as well. By the way, are you mockpid on high gluten flour, or you say I actually am? That's a really great question, Miriam. I actually am. Oh, I'm wow. not a big baker in general. Like right. I have more of a savory palate. If you follow along my an- yep. antics on social media, you see I like <laughs> food over dessert. But um, I definitely, I, I don't know the science behind it, but it just makes your challah fluff, fluffier and lighter. I use bread flour. I do make a lot of sourdough bread. Um, and I do use special bread flour, which has got high gluten in it. I saw you made a sourdough bread. You posted it on Facebook this week, right? Yeah, I, it's insane. It was last week. It was last week. Oh, it was it last was week? Everything is a blur. Yeah. With this election, everything is a blur. Yeah, I it, know. I know. It's, uh, by the way, uh, is, was this your first election as an American citizen? That was actually my second uh, election. The last time I w- became a citizen, only a few months before. So I was very excited um, to, to vote. Um, four years ago, and I was very happy to vote again. I'm a big believer in voting. I come from a country where you have to vote or you get fined. Really? So in, Australia, in Australia, you have to vote. It's your... Here you have a choice, but there you don't have a choice. You have to vote. Wow, that's hardcore. I didn't realize you Australians were so hardcore about your voting. We're very hardcore, and you know what? Women had the right to vote in Australia from the beginning. All right, settle down. Settle down. It. Settle down. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, embrace this country. It's the circus you I, now are a part of. I love living in America. I'd love to move to Israel, and I would go tomorrow, and not because of anything political that's happened in the past few months. I've always wanted to go, but I am here for now, and, you know, I'm just embracing what I have, and I'm proud to be that we can live in America as Jews without hiding in secret. Yes. And we can live loud and proud as kosher Jews in New York. So, um, Amen. I, I hear that completely. Is there a, um, is there, a, we were just, um, we were just privileged to interview Rabbi Warren Goldstein, Rabbi Dr. Warren Goldstein from South Africa, who is oh, the founder. So yeah. He's yeah. wonderful. The founder of the Shabbat project. And we were joking that all of American Jewry needs Shabbos this week. I, I just wonder if, if the Shabbos project and, and he and I, you know, joked about it a couple minutes ago, but I wonder if you just feel the same way. Like, we all need to decompress this week. Everyone is so uptight that the fact that we all are sort of being commanded, and I'm using that word in quotation marks, to spend Shabbos together, it's just like, wow, that was, yeah, we need this. I love this. And, you know, in the 1970s and 80s, when I was growing up in Australia, there'd be a road sign saying, stop, revive, survive. And that stuck with me my whole life. And I, that's how I look about Shabbos. Wow. I have to stop what I'm doing. I have to take my breath or I won't survive, you yeah. know? And I just, every week, I like stop, revive, and survive. I'm very busy running kosher chop competitions, doing table for two, catering this, that, doing color bakes. If I didn't have my Shabbos, I would explode. I don't know how people do it without Shabbos. 
And this week, especially America, let's stop, revive and survive so we can survive. No, I think that that's a great message. What was those? What's that? that what's that phrase again? Stop, revive, survive. And it was like when you're on the highways, they wanted you to not drive for so long. Australia has a lot of highways because it's not so condensed with people. So you'd have these long stretches of highway. And they wanted you to pull over, stop, revive, have a cup of coffee. And so you can survive because there were a lot of road deaths of people falling asleep at the road. So that was the, 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 um, the road safety campaign, you know, click, clack, front and back. So you'd have um, seatbelts. Um, and then, you know, now it's, I guess it's don't drink and drive or text and drive. But back right. then it was like stop, revive and survive. So you wouldn't fall asleep at the wheel. But that's how we feel about shoppers. Yeah. And I think so- you need to make that sign for the studio. I'm just saying I'm finding it very inspirational and yeah, uh, I, uh, we need that here. <laughs> right. Done. It's all good. Anyway, <laughs> Naomi, call a kavod to you. Call a kavod to Yahad for the program that you, that you hosted last night. I think that the virtual Chalabake idea is so ridiculously good. My thanks also to Jamie and ZK who helped produce the show. Yeah, and to Jamie, ev- it was Jamie's idea. Jamie's idea. Shout out to Jamie Turkel with an unbelievably She's- creative idea. Amazing. She's amazing. I love working with you, Jamie. Shout out to you. Shout out to Jamie. Naomi, tomorrow morning, table for two, 9 a.m. Make sure to check our Facebook page and Naomi's Facebook page for all the ingredients you need. Don't miss a minute of table for two. Naomi, you're a doll. Call a kavod to you. Thank you. All right. We'll see you soon. Good Shabbos, everyone. Good Shabbos. Thanks for joining me. You've been listening to That's Life here at the Nachum Siegel Network. What a great show. Truly inspiring. I can't wait to be a part of this. Um, uh, and, uh, I, I recommend folks, if you are not taking play, taking part in a Shabbos, in a challah bake tonight, there are, as Naomi mentioned, challah baking opportunities all over the community, but go to shul. If you're not a real shul goer, or you're not an active shul goer, you're not an ongoing shul goer, or if you just want to do something else, like try something new this weekend, try something new that helps you connect to Shabbos. And if you are a shul goer, but you're not a Zemiro singer, you're not a person who sings, do something, add some spirituality. Or if you're, you know, if you're a person who doesn't separate with their phone, shut it off for 25 hours. Trust me, it will change your life. My thanks to the chief rabbi of South Africa, Rabbi Dr. Warren Goldstein, for joining us. Again, you can check out all the information about the Shabbos Project, theshabbosproject.com, theshabbatproject.com, .org, .everything. The lineup for today, don't miss a moment. The live lunch starts in just a few moments. That's from 11 to 1. And, of course, a full afternoon of programming available here only at the Nachum Siegel Network. Do not miss JM and AM tomorrow morning, especially... At 7.40, Malcolm Holine joins Nachum for the weekly update. Folks, we need a weekly update this week. That is for sure. I can't wait to hear Malcolm's insight into the elections and to the reverberations of the elections all across the planet. At the conclusion of JM and the AM, as we keep mentioning, this brand new edition of Table for Two with her virtual challah bake, 9 a.m. Don't miss it. Navrami hosts Saturday Night Seagull this Motzei Shabbat at 9 p.m. Matis hosts JM Sunday Sunday morning at 7 a.m. Eastern time. That continues through 9 o'clock. I leave you today with Schlock Rock's Pass the Test. It is a shout-out to Parshat Lech Lecha and to the Shabbos Project. That's life, everybody. Bye, guys.
go far away and leave your home behind. Take everyone with you and see what you will find. The angels came down from above. He ran and gave them food. To honor all his guests is what he understood. Wanted to revere me past the test Head of our nation, reason for creation past the test Turn to God, Abraham, who we had to go on Turn to God, Abraham, who we just carry on Now take your precious son who is so very dear Sacrifice him to me, you should not shed a tear You didn't ask what's this about, you simply understood If it comes from above, it has to be for 